Her thoughts turned back to Jackson, and she wanted to slap herself. Her timing had been all wrong. Jackson had had a lot to deal with since they elected him leader, and he didn't need to add romance to the list. Being alive, being healthy, that should have been enough under these conditions. Suddenly, Melissa wanted to celebrate being alive, even if she was alone and far from camp. But I'm not alone, she mused, not with this unspoiled view in front of me, and the birds and the flowers. Melissa pulled off her jacket and stripped down to her shirt. Then she lifted her arms to the heavens and stretched. The breeze on that peak felt wonderful and so cleansing. Squish, slurp. While she was busy celebrating, Melissa's heels slipped in the mud and she fell backward. Oop, she blurted as she landed on her rump. When her legs began to slide off the bluff, panic gripped Melissa. She clawed at the ground and came up with blades of grass, mud, a broken root. Everything crumbled away in her hands, just like the edge of the cliff crumbled beneath her twisting body. She writhed and screamed, but gravity had her in its clutches, dragging her down, down, down. Like a kid on a water slide, Melissa flew off the edge into open space. She twisted onto her stomach and lunged at a rock, but it broke off in her bloody hand. Hope was gone. The vast canyon yawned beneath her feet, and Melissa could do nothing to stop her fall. Then she crashed back to earth. Rocks bruised her, dirt filled her mouth and nose. But Melissa never stopped clawing to get a handhold. Her feet hit something solid before her hands did, and she slumped against the edge of the cliff. Panting for breath, she curled into a shivering ball, waiting to see what would happen next. Death was still tugging at her sleeve. Finally, she realized she wasn't going to fall any farther, at least not right away. So Melissa pried her eyes open long enough to take a trembling look around. Holding her breath, she stole a glance downward and discovered that she was stuck on a narrow ledge some twenty or thirty feet below the bluff. She was bruised and bleeding, but still in one piece, one very endangered piece. Cautiously, Melissa peered over the edge to discover that it was still a long way to the bottom, with lots of bushes and rocks along the way. For sure, if she had missed this ledge, death was the next stop. The churning in her stomach would not go away, and she almost felt like puking. At least all these panicked reactions told her she was still breathing, still had a chance. That was until she looked around again and realized how much trouble she was in, cut off from people who were themselves cut off. Oh, man, she muttered. Help! Surprise! No answer came. There was no one around to hear her, except for maybe a few exotic birds cruising the canyon's warm air currents. Her bruises, cuts, and aches began to assert themselves, reminding her of all the bounces she had taken on the way down. She had survived the fall, but that was the least of her worries. Dehydration, cold, exposure, hunger. There was a lot to keeping a human being alive. 
and she had none of it. Help! she cried again. Yeah, right, help. Melissa didn't even know how far she had walked or in what direction she had gone. Nobody knew. The others probably thought she wanted to be left alone, so they wouldn't come looking for her until much later. Even then, there was no guarantee they would find her. Out of sight, out of mind. This wasn't the first time that death seemed like part of the crew. There was the airplane crash itself. That was a doozy. Nathan had almost killed himself trying to climb that palm tree. Eric had almost died from anaphylactic shock due to eating oysters. Amid all the eye candy on this island, it was easy to forget that death was a big part of the scenery.